We hear from Holy Scripture today, the first reading from the book of Acts. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded. The gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. And Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they invited him to stay for several days. Here is the reading. Our second reading from 1 John. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with water only, but with water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, for the Spirit is truth. Here ends the reading. Our Holy Gospel today from St. John, the 15th chapter. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because a servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so you may love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. This Sunday and last Sunday, the first lesson has been from the book of Acts. And the book of Acts focuses on the work of the Holy Spirit to spread the good news of God's love for the world. God's love demonstrated fully in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ opening up the way of salvation to all people. The way Jesus' followers communicate this open invitation to live in this everlasting love shows up dramatically in the hospitality and friendship given to people who are very different than themselves in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8, the reading from last Sunday, 
You may remember, Philip is called by an angel of the Lord to go to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This was a wilderness road. And on this deserted stretch of road, Philip meets a man in a chariot, an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. Ethiopia is a Greek word meaning land of burnt faces, literally people of the land who have black faces. Because this Ethiopian was a eunuch, he would have lived a solitary social life. As far as the Jewish faithful were concerned, he was unclean, forbidden to even enter the temple. The religious faithful would not have been allowed to associate with him, could not eat with him, could not even talk to him. And Philip was likely ready to avoid him too, had it not been for the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, verse 29, we read, Then the Spirit said to Philip, go over to the chariot and join it. The Holy Spirit calls Philip past all these religious and social barriers that were separating him from this Ethiopian eunuch. The Spirit calls him into this loving friendship of the risen Lord Jesus which made it possible for him to see that in Jesus we belong to one another, no matter how different we might be. It turns out when Philip got to him, the eunuch was reading the Bible up in that chariot, but he needed help understanding what he was reading. With Philip's help, he was able to understand and following this Ethiopian eunuch then asked to be baptized. The question that jumps out at me after hearing God's word from the book of Acts in this section, where is the Holy Spirit calling us beyond the barriers to live in loving friendship of the risen Lord Jesus Christ where we truly belong to one another, especially with those who might be very different? When I went to college, my freshman year, I was able to get a work-study job in the college food service. The first day I went to work as a freshman in the food service, I was introduced to my supervisor, head cook, Annie Parker. She was just as tall as me with her hair and curls above her head. She was probably actually a little taller than me. She was African-American. I had never been so close to a black-skinned person as I was that day, standing elbow to elbow with hands in lasagna. Even though my own mother had taught me to cook, Annie Parker taught me how to cook for hundreds of people and to have fun doing it. But Annie Parker taught me something more. She taught me to accept love from one who was very different and at first caused me a kind of fear and reticence. 
that were drawn from some deep recesses of prejudice and racism I didn't even know I had. It was Annie Parker who demonstrated to me the loving friendship of the risen Lord Jesus, where we truly belong to one another. I would say she found me on a wilderness road in my life. There are lots of things that separate people, separate us from other people. And what we hear on this sixth Sunday of Easter is that the risen Christ comes to all people regardless of their background or situation in life, sometimes in surprising ways, bringing about a new community. The Holy Spirit just keeps on working. As we heard in that first lesson today from the book of Acts chapter 10, the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. I hope you'll go back and sometime today maybe read the whole chapter 10, that whole story. And when you do open your Bible and read that, just a word of introduction about the two main people in the story. Peter was a Jewish follower of Jesus. He kept the traditional Jewish diet and religious practices. Peter was a circumcised believer. Cornelius was a Roman centurion soldier, a God-fearing person, someone who followed the precepts of the Jewish faith but stopped short of circumcision and full conversion. Cornelius was a Gentile. It's clear that the earliest practices of Jesus' followers was to keep the proper boundaries, to keep the religious distinctions in place. So if you were a Jew who followed Jesus, like Peter, you hung out with other Jews who followed Jesus. That meant you didn't go to a house of a Gentile, like Cornelius. And you did not eat with him. There were scriptural norms about that. For Peter to do such a thing would mean leaving behind the scriptural commands that require separation of foods and people into clean and unclean. So Peter and Cornelius were, for all practical purposes, cut off from each other, like ships passing in the night. That is until the Holy Spirit intervened. And when we read in Acts 10, and I'd like to just read a little portion of that, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. This is an introduction to what we actually heard in the first lesson. In Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian cohort. As it was, he was a devout man who feared God with all his household. He gave alms generously to the people, prayed constantly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he clearly saw an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius? He stared at him in terror and said, What is it, Lord? He answered, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had left, he called two of his slaves and a devout soldier from the ranks who had served him, and after telling them everything, he sent them to Joppa. 
Now about noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven open and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. And then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him again, second time, What the Lord has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. The dividing practice between clean and unclean, which cut off Peter from people like Cornelius, Peter was now being called by the Lord to turn away from. Now I know in my own life, we are maybe not so different from Peter and Cornelius. We have defining differences too, don't we? We have ways of placing people in categories. Liberal, conservative, black, white. You can add a lot of other categories. And so easily we can shift into affirming one over against the other, valuing this one, devaluing that one. And we come to believe that certain identities, certain skin colors, certain ethnic origins, certain ways of thinking are favorable as opposed to others that are not. And this can also get transformed into categorizing as to who is in God's favor and who is not in God's favor. And so we think of Peter and Cornelius and as we do, we don't think of this just as ancient history, but as, as we can hear in this story, a movement of God, a movement of the Holy Spirit, a movement of the risen Christ in the human community, a movement of God in lives of people that brings about new creation. A loving friendship in Jesus' name, where we belong to one another. Cornelius had a vision from God to send for Peter. Peter had a vision from God, just as Cornelius' people were on their way. A vision that all foods are clean. That God has cleansed everything. Then Cornelius' agent arrived at Peter's house to take him to Cornelius. As you go on reading the story, after what I read, verses 17 to 23, Peter goes to Cornelius' house where they share hospitality. Peter is now the first of the apostles who were, by the way, all Jews, to stay in the house of a Gentile and eat with him and his household. And while there, Peter and Cornelius exchange accounts of their visions from God, verses 24 through 33. And then Peter preaches a sermon, verses 34 to 43. 
And the first words out of Peter's mouth are these. Truly I perceive that God shows no partiality. Literally, God does not see faces. God does not recognize the labels. God shows no partiality. Our youngest son, Peter's freshman roommate, in college was named Joffrey. Joffrey was African-American. About this time of year, their sophomore year, Joffrey's father died suddenly. When we attended the funeral with our son Peter to support Joffrey and his siblings, I expected we would take a spot in the church somewhere toward the back. We were visitors, strangers at this apostolic Holy Spirit African-American church. But we were ushered in to sit beside all the other grieving black brothers and sisters to worship the God of the resurrection, resurrection hope, who raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Spirit, would do the same for Joffrey's dad and Joffrey's mom, who preceded him in death. How does God prepare us for these times? For times like this, right now. Times like this in our country, in our world, where so many are separated by things of human creation. How does God bring us out of our closed in places? Peter and Cornelius, at the urging of the Holy Spirit, came together. And as they did so, all the labels, everything that separated them, fell away. They were given visions that allowed them to see the world differently, to see each other differently, to act differently. And so how is the Holy Spirit intervening in our lives today? What way is the Holy Spirit calling us to hear, to open our hearts, our doors, 
to people who maybe we are separated with, separated from, or not associated with? What way is the Holy Spirit calling us as a congregational community, all of us together, to open our hearts and doors to people we have been cut off from? This is the challenge I think we hear too in our gospel reading today where Jesus speaks that command to love one another. The challenge is not to love others as they love us, but to love others as Jesus loves us. And when that happens, the walls that divide us, that seem to be too great for us to overcome, are blown over by the breath of the Holy Spirit. Jesus fears in relationship to him and one another, faithful in forgiveness and friendship, unfailing. And now the Holy Spirit works in us to nurture those same gifts in our relationship, goodness, friendship, loving friendship in Jesus' name, where we belong to one another, where we might be. This is the fruit of Christ's resurrection community. And may it flourish among us. Amen. From Christian faith and the words of the creed, I invite you to stand. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray now for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus, for all people, according to their needs. Lord Jesus, you have called us your friends. You have and continue to reach out in loving forgiveness, even when we have separated ourselves from you or others. Your grace and love never stop overcoming the barriers that we put up in our lives. Forgive us and free us anew today that we might show the same loving friendship to others who are different from us. Fill us with the Holy Spirit who gives energy and power to create relationships where we really do belong to one another through your love. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our oh God, we trust that you are with all mothers today in all that they are experiencing. You are with those who gave birth this year to their first child. We pray for others to join them in celebrating. You are with those who lost a child this year. May they be accompanied by others as they mourn. You are with those in the trenches, with little ones every day, working at loving and serving. May they be strengthened. You are with those who experience loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away. May they be consoled in their grief. You are with those who walk the hard path of infertility, disappointments, 
the lack of understanding of others. May they experience compassion, new beginnings. You are with those who are foster moms, surrogate moms, mentor moms, spiritual moms. May they be strengthened. You are with those who lost their mothers this year. May they be comforted. You are with those who are single, who long to be married, mothering children on their own. May they know the support of others who walk alongside. You are with those who are step-parents. May they be granted wisdom and understanding. You are with those who are pregnant with new life. Grant joyful expectation. Gracious God, we ask your blessing on all mothers and those who give mothering care. Nurture and love for the children in our midst. Encourage them, strengthen them, guide them in all they say and do. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless Vienna Harper as she is baptized today. We give thanks for the new life in Christ and ask for your blessing on her parents, Michael and Tanya, sponsors, Enrique and Kari. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who experience persecution for their faith, those who are oppressed, those who suffer injustice because of the color of their skin, those who are victims of violence, for all who have had to flee their homelands, those who are refugees, for immigrant children and mothers at our border. We pray for protection and for new opportunities for resettlement and new beginnings. Lord, in your mercy, for the lonely, the anxious, the discouraged, the poor, the hungry, the homeless, the jobless, that they may experience relief and restoration. Lord, in your mercy, come to our aid, O God, as COVID-19 continues to spread. Heal those who are sick, protect families and friends from being infected. We pray today especially for the country of India. Support healthcare workers, give continuing success to the development of vaccines and their distribution. And we pray too for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit this day from our community and ask for healing for Colleen, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Perry, Sally, Bud, Gary, Adele, John, Croy. May they know your presence and your healing. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave. You defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us who we name in our hearts before you. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope of that day we'll be reunited with those who have gone before us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands now, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We give thanks for all of God's gifts today, especially forgiveness, mercy, and the love that is everlasting. Thank you for the gifts you share with our congregation and the mission of United Lutheran Church. God bless you in your stewardship of all that God has entrusted to you. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with abundant gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in our offerings given in thanksgiving to you to serve you in this world as a sign of your merciful love and grace through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.